Hello, hello, and welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly G. Nipe, and I'm so, so grateful that you decided to tune in today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day listening to this message that I have prepared for you today. Obviously, we always start with the song recommendation of the day, and so honestly, it's not really a song recommendation. It's more of like an artist recommendation. I'm honestly not really sure how to pronounce this, but I think it's, I've just said like scent. That's that's what it looks like in my head, but it's actually S-X-X-N-T, period. He's on Spotify. It might be like a group of people, but all that to say, he makes basically just this beautiful lo-fi Christian music, and it's not cheesy sounding. It's actually really tasteful, very well put together. I use it not only as some study beats, but also like in the car, just as vibes. I mean, that's a really, <laughs> it's a really weird way to put it, but honestly, really good highly recommend listening to his stuff my personal favorite is you brought heaven down it's like raise a hallelujah but lo-fi version so highly highly recommend not super like spiritual but i think that holy spirit can exist in anything that we give him so all that to say i was thinking about today's episode i was thinking about what the lord wanted to talk about today and i remembered that pentecost is actually next sunday what is pentecost you might ask well it is actually traditionally now celebrated 50 days after easter but i'm not completely sure when jesus specifically descended into heaven like back in the new testament but i do know that pentecost is a day that he filled everybody there with the holy spirit and i have never celebrated it i have never like done anything with my family for it i'm honestly not sure if there's really a tradition as christians to like celebrate it but it's more of just the remembrance and just celebrating the beautiful history of that day that marks when believers were filled with the holy spirit and nowadays it's celebrated 50 days after easter it's going to be happening on sunday june 5th i have lived this christian life for what seems like forever now but I constantly find myself encountering Christians who truly do not know the fullness of who Holy Spirit is, and I wanted to talk about that today because I lived so much of my life in the dark about who he is and his character, his role in the Trinity, and mostly just his heart. There are so many misconceptions, and most of those misconceptions revolve around church hurt, so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. I'm going to go ahead and pray us in. Dear Lord... You are the honored guest. Jesus, may you be glorified in this place. I'm going to step out of the way so that you can move, Lord, so that you can be here. We just want to invite you into this place and into our hearts, Lord. We are open and desperate for a touch from you today. Lord, allow everything I say today be full of truth and just soaked up in your spirit, Lord, so that All of it is good, accurate, and helpful and encouraging, Lord. We love you, and we pray that you are blessed by this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, I am not a pro-theologian. Theologian. Theologian. (laughs) Also, I'm a human being, so that just goes to show that. I'm also not like a Holy Spirit connoisseur, professional Christian. That's not who I am. I am just a lowly 19-year-old girl who has had a lot of experience, or I've just seen a lot of... (laughs) different types of Christians and a lot of different types of ways that the Holy Spirit is presented in a church or in a group. So this is basically just me giving you a little um, disclaimer that I'm not a professional and that this is just my very narrow perspective, but this is what I have had personal revelation of from the Lord. Obviously, 
everyone's experience is different. And so I can't sit here and like pretend to speak on every single position, every single perspective, but I can speak on mine and also what the Lord has shown me through it. And so that's what I wanted to share. I think that's what's the beauty of the Holy Spirit is that he comes to us in so many different ways and everyone experiences Jesus differently. Everyone experiences him the way that we need him. You know what I mean? Everyone, it's it's subjective and, and that's the beauty of how personal God is. And so I just want to throw a little disclaimer out there because this is just my personal revelation and I just wanted to share that today. So I was reading in John 14, 26, and I really feel like I had an epiphany about Jesus descending or ascending back into heaven and telling us about the Holy Spirit and promising the Holy Spirit. And it says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This is such a beautiful verse. He's promising that the advocate, like someone who's an advocate is someone who is like standing in the gap. And I love that so, so much that Holy Spirit is called an advocate. And I just looked up the definition of advocate and it says someone who supports or argues for a cause, a policy, etc., or to plead in favor of. And I just love that so, so much. Holy Spirit is the advocate. He pleads in favor of our freedom, in favor of our wisdom and, and the furthering of us into who God is and to learn more about his heart. He supports us. He argues in favor of us. And I think that's so, so beautiful and so telling of his character and his heart for us. That verse in John 14 is some of Jesus's last words before his ascension into heaven, where he promises us the Holy Spirit. And I believe that some of us have received him, but we aren't walking with him daily. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I kind of think of it as like when you meet someone, but you're not friends with them. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I know that person from high school, but like, I don't hang out with them anymore. I don't talk to them anymore. That's kind of what a lot of people's relationship with the Holy Spirit is like, honestly, I'm speaking to the choir. Like sometimes I have found myself in that place. And back in high school, that's where I was before I was awakened by the Holy Spirit. And so all this to say, I believe that some of us have received him. Some of us knew who he is, but we are not walking with him daily. And that's called being led by the Spirit, being in communion with him. And the Christian life is completely, completely different when you're walking with the Spirit versus when you're not. It's so much more enjoyable, encouraging, full of peace, full of wisdom, and you have all of the fruits of the Spirit because He's there. But so many of us don't live in that daily, and I think that is really, really hard. You find yourself discouraged. You're like, what's the point of this? What am I even doing this for anymore? All the things, but when we are walking with the Spirit, it makes the biggest difference in our walks with the Lord and just in our lives. And I think a lot of us compartmentalize Him and say like, okay, Lord, you can have your way here in this area of my life, but not here in this area of my life. You know what I mean? And I think that that is what sometimes stops us from walking in the Spirit and just being completely surrendered and completely in communion with Him because we're compartmentalizing Him. God desires your whole heart. He desires for all of you to be submitted to him. And I think that's such a beautiful thing because we're able to walk with him daily and just be in communion with him and be in surrender with him. And that makes all the difference in your walk with the Lord. When I was 15, I was actually filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. And I didn't really know what this concept was. Honestly, I didn't even have words for it until after it happened. But I was just at this worship night and my leader came up to me and she just laid hands on me. She just started praying over me. And at first it started out with regular words. And then as she kept going, the music was playing in the background. And even though obviously it was a very emotional experience, it was not an emotion filled experience. Like, 
it wasn't led by my emotions. It just happened that like some, something so amazing was happening in the spirit that my body did not know how to respond. And so I just was crying. And I just remember her laying hands on me and praying for me. And she asked that I would be filled with the spirit from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I love, love that I had a leader who did that for me because I thought this was like normal for everybody. Like everyone had this happen with them. Because after that, my relationship with the Lord completely changed for the better. I found myself constantly in communion with him, like in my daily life, hearing his voice so much clearer and so much easier. That's not even a word, but I felt him. I felt his presence everywhere. I grew in my understanding of who he was and therefore my love for him grew. And I just ultimately got to know the person of Jesus better because it's not about it's not just about being awakened to the Holy Spirit and having the Holy Spirit's power, but it's about loving his presence. In Matthew 3:11, it says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. So this is John the Baptist talking about Jesus who would come and baptize us with the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what he did. On the Pentecost, Jesus literally said, I am now giving you the Holy Spirit. He is the one who will allow you to speak different languages, heal people, etc., etc." And I believe that this is the heart of God. He desires to show up fully. He desires to be able to heal people, to fill them with his spirit. But we are the ones who have hardened hearts towards him and think, well, he doesn't do that anymore or he can't do that for me anymore. And I think a lot of us say with our mouths, like, do whatever you want, Lord, do whatever you want in my life, like have your way. But our hearts aren't actually willing to lay down our wills or our pride to him. Before I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I never knew that I could tap into the mind of Christ. I never knew that I could hear the voice of God, that I could hear words of prophecy and knowledge for other people. I didn't know that he gives us the power to heal people. I didn't know that I could pray in tongues. But because of the Holy Spirit living inside of me, everything I read in the Bible becomes real to me today. It's not just a little story that happened 2,000 years ago, but it becomes real to me today because of the Holy Spirit, because he is the same God there that he is today. And the Holy Spirit gives you the faith to believe that. I think about while Jesus was here on earth, he had the physical limitations of a man, you know, like he couldn't be everywhere at once, but the Holy Spirit dwells inside each and every single one of us. And he makes his home in our hearts. Like that is the limitless power. That is the omnipresence of the Holy Spirit in us. And he makes his home in our hearts. He doesn't just come to visit or come to stop by, but he dwells in us. So we have complete access to him fully whenever we need. And we simply need to ask him to come. So who is the Holy Spirit? Well, I was thinking about this and I was like, there's so, so many definitions that come up in my head and so many things that I have learned about who the Holy Spirit is, but I just wanted to knock off some misconceptions. Here is what the Holy Spirit is not. Um, he is not a floating ghost, an elusive or fleeting mist. He is not a figment of your imagination and he is not a feeling. When I was in like grade school, I remember thinking like, they would talk about the Holy Spirit. And I just imagined like this man with a sheet over him, but then he was like semi-transparent. Like that's literally how I figured the Holy Spirit was. And then I looked in the mirror and I realized that the Holy Spirit is in me. And that just shook me to the core. He's not an elusive or fleeting mist. See, I also used to think that too. I used to be like, okay, well, like sometimes I have him and other times I don't. But that's not true. He lives inside of you. He makes his home in you in your heart. He's also not a feeling. Yes, he can influence our feelings and we can 
know that he is in the room because of a spiritual feeling, but I'm talking about like human emotions. Like he is not limited to human emotions. So for example, I think the best way I can put this is I remember there's this period of time and I kind of talked about it in the, um, episode with Brittany Doss, episode 16, where we're talking about hearing the voice of God. And I talked about this period of time in when I first was awakened by the Holy Spirit, where I was every single time that I would be in the presence of God and someone would pray over me, I would just start to cry. Like I would literally start to break down and cry sobbing. And then one day I turned around and I was like, hmm, it's really interesting because I actually don't do that anymore. I don't cry every time I hear about Jesus or like get touched by the Lord. Like that is not the norm anymore for me but does that mean that I no longer experience in the same way that I did no it just means that I'm maturing in my faith because I'm no longer relying on that feeling or that response of crying to know that he's in the room but I just have that inner knowing and I have the faith that he is here and that he is moving and I don't need to cry to do that to expand on the whole holy spirit is not a feeling thing he can give us feelings he can give us feelings of peace he can give us feelings of joy yes but that is not all he is or all he does and so i don't want to limit him by saying that he can't show up that way but that's not the only way that he shows up and so i don't want to put him in a box i don't want to try to control him so we've kind of covered who the holy spirit is not but i want to talk about who is he number one he is a person because he has a personality and i had this revelation about three years ago that the Holy Spirit is the most misunderstood person in the Trinity. And it just broke my heart because I feel like people so, so misinterpret him and misunderstand him. And as someone who has definitely been misunderstood before, I felt for him. Like, that sounds so weird, but I had so much empathy for Holy Spirit because people don't like what they don't know. They don't like what they can't control. And so they automatically label that as like, villain or like okay well i can't control this so i'm just gonna like shun it you know what i mean and i feel like that's how so much of the modern day american church has treated the holy spirit and i know this is a hot take but he is vital he is not just the third part of the trinity to be brushed under the rug but he is a vital completely necessary part of the trinity and part of your walk with the lord i remember seeing this christian meme and it was like someone asked do you really need the holy spirit to go to heaven and the response was girl, you need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. (laughs) And I literally love that because it's so, so true. Holy Spirit is a necessary part of your every single day as a believer. And I think a lot of us just chalk up some of the things that Holy Spirit does, like his role in the Trinity. And we just say that it's, oh, God did that or Jesus did that. But there's so, so many things that Holy Spirit does his role in the Trinity that I wanted to talk about today so that we can know when to, I don't know, like correctly label things that the Lord does Each part of the Trinity, although they are the same person, each specific part of the Trinity has a different role. There's a separation there between their roles. And this is where theology Carly gets a little bit confused because I don't want to misexplain something, but I would just encourage you to do your own research as well into the different roles of the Trinity and how they interact with each other, how they interact with us in our daily lives, because there are different roles that they play in our lives. So I could go on and on about very, very many different things that Holy Spirit does for me, but I am just going to do three main points of roles that Holy Spirit plays in every single one of our lives. So number one, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. Something I've noticed about each part of the Trinity is that they actually constantly point to each other. I think about when Jesus was on earth, he was constantly talking about the Father and what the Father was doing. He was also talking to his Father all the time. He would go off and pray to his Father I think about in the Old Testament, God literally inspired literally every book in the Old Testament to talk about Jesus. And 
On the other hand, the Holy Spirit always brings us back to Jesus who allows us to know God. Like it's this beautiful never ending cycle of the Trinity loving each other, loving the different parts of the Trinity and just the way that they interact with each other and they constantly point to each other and they point us to the other. And there's a unity there. Obviously, it's so deep and so vast that I literally could not even scratch the surface of it. But there is a beauty within the Trinity. I am still learning about it. And I want to bring you guys on that journey. And the start of that journey is who the Holy Spirit is. So number one, he points to Jesus. He is the manifest presence of God. So within him pointing us to Jesus, something that I wrote down is that he is the manifest presence of God. So I've talked about the manifest presence of God on this podcast a little bit, but The way that I would describe it is basically when you are in a room and you're worshiping with other believers and you just have this feeling like in your gut that you know that he is there, that's the Holy Spirit. A lot of us are like, wow, Jesus is like leading me into his presence, which yes, he probably is, but also that knowledge and that almost like sixth sense inner knowing, I don't know how to say it, but that just confirmation in your spirit, that is the Holy Spirit in you. That's confirming, yes, Jesus is here. It takes one to know one. Holy Spirit knows when Jesus is in the room. (laughs) Holy Spirit is the one who actually drew you to Christ in the first place, and he is the one stirring in your heart. When you think about that day that you first gave your life to Christ, there was like a stirring in your heart or in your stomach. Like for me, I remember it was like just like this very tumultuous feeling in my stomach that Holy Spirit was in that place and my heart started beating and I felt like, oh my gosh, I should raise my hand. I'm going to come forward or whatever it is. Like that is Holy Spirit in your heart. I think a lot of us are like, oh, that's Jesus or, oh, that's God. Yes, it's God. It's the Godhead, but it's Holy Spirit in your heart. He is the one. That's the role that he plays to draw us closer to Jesus. And even in your everyday, when you feel a tug on your heart to be with Jesus or when you're watching TikTok and then you're like, "Hmm, maybe I shouldn't be watching this. Like that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you because Holy Spirit is God inside of you. I think that's a beautiful way to put it because Holy Spirit's the one speaking to you, but it's God inside of you. So they're not mutually exclusive. They're not two different people, but they're two different roles of the same person. Another way that Holy Spirit points us back to Jesus always is he's the revealer. He reveals God's heart to you. I kind of think of those like cheesy commercials where they like pull a sheet off of a car and it's like a beautiful, nice, clean, crisp car. That's kind of what the Holy Spirit does when he's like revealing what is on the heart of God. There will be times that I will be in my time with the Lord And I'm asking him to come. I'm asking him to show up. And then all of a sudden, just it feels like almost like rain drops, like something just drops. And I feel and I receive a word from the Lord, a vision, whatever it is. But I know that that was the Holy Spirit revealing God's heart to me in that moment. Another way that he always points us back to Jesus is that he's constantly speaking to you. So we were talking about hearing the voice of God with Brittany Doss in episode 16. And we're talking about obviously the voice of God, but It truly is the Holy Spirit inside of you. That is the voice that draws you close to Jesus. He's the one who's reminding you lovingly to get off TikTok and come to Jesus. This is literally me preaching to the choir. I just had to recently delete TikTok, so just had to put that out there. But he is the one who is beckoning you to the bridegroom, to the feet of Jesus, to the place that only he can fill you and he can satisfy you. So in that way, the Holy Spirit is literally how we communicate, how we have communion with Jesus. And Jesus is our way to the Father. So once again, just showing that beautiful, endless cycle of the Trinity and how they're constantly connected, constantly pointing us to different parts of the Trinity. Number two is that Holy Spirit guides us to truth. I just kind of summed up this in two words, conviction and wisdom. 
I think that our narrow American mind thinks conviction is a bad thing because conviction is normally a crime, right? But in biblical terms, conviction brings you closer to Jesus. Conviction leads us to repentance. And Holy Spirit is so, so loving and kind in the way that he corrects. We think about that verse that says, God, it's your loving kindness that leads us to repentance. It's not his harshness. It's not his iron fist. It's his loving kindness that leads us to repentance. And I think the way that you can know the difference between conviction and condemnation, conviction brings you closer to Jesus, but condemnation makes you feel further from Jesus. It makes you feel less than, it belittles you, and that's usually the voice of the enemy. When you make a mistake, when you mess up and you feel shame and guilt and you feel like there's this chasm between you and God, that is condemnation and that is not what the Lord is speaking over you. Holy Spirit will bring you conviction, but it's almost wrapped up in this pillow. Like it's so sweet and kind and it's not pointing out what you did wrong, but it's showing you what you could have instead. Like every single time that I have fallen short and I'm feeling so shameful, The way that I get out of that, of that weird funk of shame, is not condemning myself until I feel worse about myself, but it's actually when the Holy Spirit speaks to me so lovingly and he's just like, Carly, I love you so, so much. And I'm not looking at your mistakes. Come be with me because I just want to be close to you. I want to give you what your heart actually needs. And that is the pull towards him. There's no push. Like if you're feeling a push that's not the Lord. The Lord doesn't push us away. He pulls us closer. And that's what conviction is. And that's what the Holy Spirit does in you. Every time that we are feeling tempted or sinful or shameful, like that conviction of the Holy Spirit is a beautiful pull into inviting you closer to him. Another thing that Holy Spirit does for us, the way that he guides us to truth is with wisdom. And I think about that verse, John 16, 13, that says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak his own, He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. First of all, if you needed any proof that prophecy is real and you can prophesy over someone, this verse, he will tell you what is yet to come. Prophecy isn't always just like telling someone what lies in their future, but it's also a word for today. It's just encouragement and building up other believers. But anyway, that was my little soapbox. But I did want to say I love this verse, the spirit of truth. That's who Holy Spirit is. He will guide you into all truth. And so when you're going through a tough time and you just need wisdom, you need to make a big decision, whatever that is, he will guide you into truth. He does not speak his own truth. He will speak only what he hears. Once again, showing the unity and the cyclical nature of the Trinity. He will speak only what he hears. And he probably hears that from Jesus or from the Father. And he will tell you what is yet to come. God knows what is yet to come. And that's the Holy Spirit encouraging you in your heart hey, the best is yet to come. Peace is yet to come. Joy is yet to come. That's the Holy Spirit. That's his wisdom. Every time that I have had a big decision coming up or just something that I need wisdom on, maybe a hard relationship or something going on in my family, every single time that I bring it to the Lord, the best part is, and I think this is so, so interesting and just so showing of its character, is the first thing Holy Spirit will always reveal to me is God's love for me. And I remember getting frustrated about this. I remember being in my time with the Lord and being like, Lord, like I'm just going through this hard time. I need wisdom. Can you please show me something? Give me something. Give me an answer, a solution. And the first thing that he tells me is, I love you, Carly. And I remember always being like, okay, I know you love me, but can you like give me the answer? Can you tell me? And the more that I've lived, the more that I realize that that is the answer. 
Like, I don't need the answer, the solution, more than I need his love. That answer won't bring me peace. That decision won't bring me peace. But his love will bring me peace. And his presence, him, brings me peace. Obviously, having his peace isn't going to help me decide what college to go to, as in the problem that I was in literally around this time last year. But it gives me the peace and allows my heart to be open so that when he does tell me that decision or when he does tell me that answer, if he does, then I'm in the right heart space and headspace to receive it. And all of that comes with constant communion with the Lord and constant meeting with the Lord and hearing from the Holy Spirit. Another verse that I think of is John 8 verse 32 that says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We've heard this verse a bajillion times, or at least I have, but I love this because it's not only the truth of the good news of the gospel setting us free from sin, but it's also just the freedom from anybody else's truth. We hear today, and I've heard this in bajillion sermons and messages, but everyone's saying, like, live your truth. Like, do your thing, girl. You do you, boo. Like, live your truth. But when we know the truth, we are set free, not only from our sin, but we are set free from the obligation to listen to anybody else's skewed, sick, perverted version of the truth. And we're also set free from having to come up with our own truth because instead we're able to just look at him and say, Lord, show me the way. Number three, the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we cannot do on our own, in our own human strength. There are so many different ways, and I'm just going to go over a couple of them, but truly, he is endless, and his strength is endless. He has no limitations, and so I'm just going to go over a few of them. The first one that I thought of is the renewal of your mind. We cannot, or at least I can't, (laughs) renew my own mind in peace, in joy, without the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, 8, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind of the Holy Spirit. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Flip this around, you will not be able to test and approve what God's will is without the renewal of your mind of the Holy Spirit. And I think this is a very vague statement, but what I have known the renewal of my mind to be is literally sitting in my prayer closet with the Lord and saying, Lord, this is a mindset that I have had recently. Show me anywhere in this mindset that is not you. Show me anywhere in here that I can give to you so that you can renew it and then give it back to me and have it be just full of you. Another way that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we cannot do on our own is by helping us resist temptation. Have you ever tried to resist temptation without Jesus? (laughs) Because I have. And it is very, very hard. It is nearly impossible. We cannot resist temptation without being full of the Holy Spirit. His power gives us the ability to overcome. And I see this in the Bible even when Jesus is spending 40 days in the wilderness and he is, and he, it says in the word, he's full of the Holy Spirit. And that's when the enemy comes to him to tempt him. But because Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, he was able to resist the temptation. One of my mentors gave me literally the best advice about temptation. And she said, every single time that you feel tempted, literally just start praying out loud. And you will not feel tempted anymore. Something my pastor says is, when you feel tempted, run. Just like Joseph did with Potiphar's wife, he just ran. And after you've run a mile, um, you probably won't feel tempted after that. That's what he always says. And I just love that so much. But it is Holy Spirit's power that gives us the ability to even just start praying, to even start running from our temptations. And so every single time that you feel that temptation, it is never going to be worth it. So just lean into the Lord and lean into the Holy Spirit and ask his power to come shine through your weakness because he will show up. Where the name of Jesus is spoken, the enemy must flee. So when you just speak out loud the name of Jesus, you just pray out loud, Holy Spirit will come into the room and you will be able to resist that temptation. 
Another way that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we cannot do on our own is through miracles. Yes, he still does miracles. He still heals. He still gives us visions. He still gives us prophecies. He still gives us dreams. I have actually seen it happen with my own eyes and in my own life as well. Like not only is he able to heal us physically, but also things that are going on inside of us, like our heads, like mental health and emotional health, like he is able to heal. And if you don't believe that, I believe that you're limiting him. I cannot heal a man with my own hands, but I know that Jesus can. And I know that Holy Spirit can through me. And so that's why I believe it's us stepping out of the way and just letting him come and move through us. I think about the book of Acts where people walked past the disciples' shadows and got healed. That alone, the power of that, like why does that not happen today? And I believe it's because we have been limiting him and we've been putting him in a box and saying, okay, this is who the Holy Spirit is to me. He like teaches me about Jesus and he does this and does that, but we don't allow him to come up fully and show up fully. He allows us to show up fully with him. He allows us to be completely ourselves and he doesn't judge us. And so why do we not return the same favor for him? It truly breaks my heart that Jesus allows us to be exactly who we are around him, but sometimes we still don't allow him to be exactly who he is. Another way that the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we cannot do on our own is that he empowers you in boldness to tell others about Jesus. In Matthew 10, 20, they're talking about if you ever get put on trial for the Lord. And I love this verse because it says, for it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. And I truly believe, obviously not all of us are being put on trial for the Lord every single day, but I do believe that when we are telling others about Jesus, he is speaking through us. And so it takes all the pressure off of us because we know that he is speaking through us, not only that, but also that when we're talking about Jesus, Holy Spirit resides in your words. When we're talking about Jesus, that is praising Jesus. And it says that he makes his throne upon our praise. And so when you're telling others about Jesus who have never heard the gospel before, Holy Spirit is in those words. And so he is the one stirring in their hearts. We don't have to do literally any work. We just have to open our mouths and be obedient to him. All he needs is our yes. He does not need skill. He doesn't need a qualification. He just needs your yes. And I think that's what it means to be his vessel. We're simply the vehicles for which he wants to use us to share his good news. And it's so, so beautiful because we still get a blessing. Every time that I've been nervous to tell other people about Jesus, I know that it takes off so much pressure when I think about the fact that it's all him. And he's so, so much bigger than this one possibly awkward conversation I'm going to have. He's the one who allows us to step out in boldness, boldness that I normally don't have. When I'm in like the grocery store or at Starbucks or something, like I'm not trying to like talk to people, but Holy Spirit is the one who can stir your heart and allow you to have boldness to tell other people about Jesus and the good news of the gospel. My life was forever changed when I was filled with the Holy Spirit and I had the understanding of who God fully is. And I think the most beautiful part about it all is that there is always deeper to go with the Lord. He is a never-ending character. We have so, so much to learn about God. And I still have so, so much to learn about Him. I think about when you know someone, like a friend or something, eventually you get to the point where you know literally everything there is to know about them. You know their favorite shows, their favorite food, snacks, you know everything about their personality. But with the Lord, there is always deeper to go with Him and His personality is never-ending. Hey guys, this is Carly from the future and I just wanted to put a little disclaimer really quickly. I was editing this and then I literally realized that I have been saying deplore this whole time, which means to despise something, to hate something, but I meant to say implore. So in this 
entire last five minutes of the episode, I literally say, I deplore you, I deplore you, I deplore you. But that does not mean that I hate you. What I'm trying to say is that I implore you, like I am begging you instead. So I just wanted to put that as a little disclaimer and I'm so sorry that I did not get my grammar right that day. It was a long day and sometimes my brain does not work and today was an example of that. So I just wanted to put that out there. I am very embarrassed that I said deplore instead of implore and I know my mom is going to get on me for that. So just wanted to let you guys know. Okay, enjoy the rest of the podcast. With the Lord, there is always deeper to go with him and his personality is never ending. I beg you and I deplore you to never grow complacent in your walk with the Lord. Never have that thought that, well, it's good enough. Like I'm good enough with the Lord. I know all I want to know about him and you know like I've checked off the boxes of being a Christian like I deplore you never get to that point but eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit eagerly follow after him and chase after him he is so so worth it my friends when you know him fully and you walk with the Holy Spirit daily it changes everything my life is so much more full of joy motivation I feel so much more encouraged it doesn't make my life easier like life is still hard sin is still in the world and people are still sometimes crazy, sometimes mean, and even the voice in my head is sometimes degrading and belittling. But when you're walking with the Holy Spirit, you have a friend nearby you every single day, every single moment of the day. And the more time you spend with him, the more you get to know him and the easier it is to hear him, the easier it is to be with him. You no longer have to like fight the chore of reading your Bible, sitting in your prayer closet, praying, like that no longer becomes a chore or a discipline, but it becomes a joy. And so I deplore you friends, Dive deeper in your time with the Lord. Ask Holy Spirit to show up for you fully. And if you've never received the Holy Spirit, been awakened by the Holy Spirit, been filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in fire, however you want to say it, I highly, highly encourage you, find someone that you know is filled with the Holy Spirit and ask them to pray for you. Or you can literally lay hands over yourself and be filled with the Holy Spirit because he will come. He's not limited to people. So it changed my life. And finding people who are also filled with the Holy Spirit and who are walking along with the Spirit even more than me, has helped my relationship with the Lord grow so, so much. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this word. I thank you for this knowledge that you've given us. Thank you for showing up and being here, Lord. I pray that as we go throughout our weeks, Lord, that we would just press in deeper to what you have to say to us. Holy Spirit, that you would just awaken every single person on this podcast that if they have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, Lord, that they would know the joy of living in communion with you. We love you so, so much, Jesus, and it's in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, as always, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. Share this episode with a friend or on social media if it encouraged you or blessed you in any way. And follow me on Instagram at Podcast or at KGNipe to keep up with all the podcast things. It is always such a blessing to do this for your friends, and I hope this blesses you today. Peace out. (laughs) 